0: Common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and cats at night on 77 W.A.B.C. Breaking news. W.A.B.C.
1: S&P 500 posts a worst first half since 1970. The Nasdaq falls more than one percent to end the quarter. We're about we're on the brink possibly of a recession bringing us in right now to tell us more about what the heck is going on with the markets Charlie Gasparino, is there any hope in the future, but things are not looking good?
0: Well, no, I don't think there is. And I think it's, you know, it's obviously that very heavy hand of the Fed raising interest rates is going to slow stuff down. And, you know, the fiscal policy is a mess. I mean, there is literally no there is no stimulus in this fiscal policy. It's all about taxes and, you know, that they, they he would like to biden would like to spend more but you know that's not going to happen uh he would also like to tax more uh that might happen uh there's already high taxes and high regulatory burden in the system so i think you know they're setting themselves up to just to get screwed here i mean it's just there's no way out of it unless joe biden when he as soon as he for the last 3 years has sounded more like Bernie Sanders than even Barack Obama. He's been incredibly socialist over the last three years in terms of what he's called for, in terms of government spending and things of that nature. He would have to literally do a 180 and start emulating our friends Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer to, uh, to, change, to change the trajectory of the economy from going down. But it's going down. Governor There's Patterson? No
2: so, Charlie, fifty-two years ago, which was the last time the S and P five hundred
0: performed even worse than it did in this right. last six months, President Nixon very uh, it was very unique what he did it, it, within the next year was to change the exchange rate, and that really put the economy back on course. I can't, uh, I, I can't s- believe you think the seventies economy went back on course. We had. Massive stagflation. We had uh, we had an oil, we had an oil crisis, obviously, but we we had a lot of problems in no, the we... country that that was spurred by a lot of the actions that Nixon took, um, and and the Federal Reserve. It was a guy named Arthur Burns that, that ran the show back then. I mean, we did not have a stable dollar back then, and I think the 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 problem is with with. I mean, we're obviously in a different situation now, uh, but you literally have restrictive staring you in the face. We should point out that even when Obama, coming out of the financial crisis, had massive stimulus from the Federal Reserve, and he act- we actually had some stimulus in fiscal policy, the economy still ran pretty slow. One of the reasons why is because he ramped up regulations. He also tried to raise taxes a gazillion times and ultimately did. Um, that is a problem for businesses, and I'm telling you you can't escape it. if you're going to increase regulation, you're going to do stuff that constrains supply while the Fed is doing is in, enacting monetary policy that also that constrains demand, well, then you're going to have an issue. I mean, it's it's a bad issue. It's, you have a bad problem here.
1: I got a lot of smart guys in this room, so maybe one of you guys can answer this question. When has it ever happened that you put more taxes on people and that actually helps the economy? Now we're talking about congestion pricing coming to midtown Manhattan uh, by the end of 2023. They're talking about more taxes. Biden admits that we're going to have to tax our way out of this recession. I mean, has it ever happened in history that the more taxes you pay – the better it is for the economy. Has that ever happened? I'll start it off with Charlie.
0: I don't know what he, how, how you tax your way out of a recession unless you want to cut taxes. Uh, I mean, it's such a stupid thing to say, but you also got Sweden mixed up with Switzerland today. But, so, but you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know... And by the way, that's not the worst of it. I mean, I can you could almost see how we can screw that one up. Not that they're geographically aligned, but, you know, they have S's in the names, S and W's in the name. <laughs> but... Um, You know, I think the only time you can kind of make that case was what Bill Clinton did in the 1990s, where, you know, he had Bob Rubin. I mean, different economic scenarios. He raised taxes. He put all the 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 revenue went mostly for 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 budget uh, reduction um, or deficit reduction. Um, He also cut back on military spending and things of that nature. Um, And then within a couple years, we did have. a um obviously a, a robust economy um now he would say his tax policies help that Others would say, "Well, actually, it slowed it down. We were in a improving economy in George Bush's last in the last uh, year of his administration. It was slow moving, but it was it wasn't a recession. And the the tax the tax increases, the Clinton tax increases, slowed things down. And you only got bailed out later on when we had a Republican Congress. You had an internet bubble, and of course, you started you 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 basically became a Republican on fiscal policy, at least Clinton did by cutting capital gains tax. So, I mean." I'm trying to be fair. That was, that's the last time I've, you can make a case. I don't Charlie, know. Ed Cox,
1: Ed, Ed Cox here, bringing yeah, it up to date. Here's the big question. Atlanta fed just came out and said, uh, we're now got two quarters uh, of, uh, of, of uh, economy that's not growing. That's a recession. Are we in a recession or not?
0: Uh, you know, it, you're usually the numbers usually catch up later. So we probably are, <laughs> you know. I got news like, for like, you, like, you guys. Know, you know, when they, the official numbers it. say it's two quarters, you know, they, they revise stuff, and then you find out later. I mean, I think we are because everything everybody's cutting back on
2: stuff. Hey, Charlie, this is Rudy Washington, and I'm laughing with Ed here because um, what Wall Street calls a recession, middle America calls a depression. Yeah. Uh, the recession's uh, when it's next door, <laughs> when it happens <laughs> at your house. <laughs> you call that a depression.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, I, I mean, if you think about it, inflation really is a tax increase on the working class in Middle America, right? For average people.
2: Yeah, it's going to stop housing.
0: Right. Sure. So, so if you got that, you know, those people are cutting back consumption because they don't have any money.
2: Charlie, it's it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this question: In the Wall Street Journal today, there was not bad piece and it talked about the the cost of taking care of the national debt because of the increased rates could you comment to the audience about that
0: well you know if you raise interest rates if long bonds sell off then your your interest rates are going to go your interest costs going to go higher although what's what's going on right now is that the the bond the, the long bond is is not is is not gone through the roof it's it's pricing in a recession so what you have is you know marginally lower interest rates over the last i would say i've been tracking them like every day so the last month i would say um, now that isn't reflected yet in, in the in the in the interest rates that you're charging in housing, but at some point it's going to be um so remember that's what's kind of going on now, but they're right. um you raise interest rates, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh you know you're gonna get deficits if you have a recession. You're going to get deficits. By the very nature of of a recession, you have an economic slowdown to maintain – unless you start cutting the size of the budget, which could lead to even more economic slowdown, a, a greater economic slowdown, you're going to have to pay higher interest on your debt. Uh, it's just because you're gonna have to issue more of it, so that's the kind of that's kind of what's going on here, and that's why what what Laffer and uh, and Steve Moore wrote today was so important. You can't forget the supply side of the economy. You can raise rates, and you can you can do free market stuff like cutting back on regulations, drilling for oil, doing stuff, unleashing capitalism that could help sort of smooth this thing out.
1: So Charlie Edcox, so you. We've got uh, higher interest rates. We've got inflation, and we've got a recession. So, what's the good news?
0: There is none. You know, just so you know, if you had a Keynesian on here, 2024 is if, two years away. If, if I'm pretty sure that if you had Paul Krugman on here or somebody, you know, Jared Bernstein or someone, they would tear me apart. They're they're economists. I'm just a journalist who covers the economy. Um, but I, I just like the empirical evidence that that you know higher regulations. And, and and higher taxes actually improve the economy long term.
2: Yeah, but Klugman is is noted for his prediction that with Biden as president, we're going to have a booming economy. How did that work out? Who Boom
0: that? Is in a, an explosion. <laughs> well, explosion. Yeah, it's definitely an explosion.
1: <laughs> Biden today was he was saying it's Russia, Russia, Russia's fault. That we have high gas prices, high food prices, everything. I mean, and the answer is simple, John. You've been saying it from the first day when he, his first executive order, and he canceled that XL pipeline. You called this. Well, it us. was the attack
2: on the on the oil business of North America. And we went from 13.1 million barrels a day down to 11.1 million barrels a day. Now, 2 million barrels off, set off a, a a domino effect on the oil industry.
1: And, and John, can you just quickly explain to people? Because when he says turn on the spigots, we're not saying, okay, the oil's going to come gushing out, liquid gold, but it sends a message, right? It sends a message to everyone, to the markets, to bring the prices down, correct?
2: Absolutely, and uh, the yeah, it's connect- priced
0: in the futures market. Yes, right. So that's why
2: it's uh, when they have hope uh, that there's it, it, going to be more production. We can produce 15 million barrels in the United States, and Canada could go from 4.6 million barrels to 5.6 million barrels. If that happens, well, the, the oil will come down to. A, at least $75 a bounce.
0: You know, Joe Biden looks so angry every time you see him. I mean, he looks like he's he's just, you know, teed off that, you know... Like I he's know a failure? Um, yeah, I mean, and I just don't <laughs> think he knows what's coming at him. It's going to be a lot more failures. I mean, this is just the beginning for, of his demise if, as a politician. Yeah, but I what about our
1: country's demise for the next two and a half years? Name one thing Joe Biden has done you know, good for this you country. You know, you
0: get what you pay for. At some point, you know... Uh, You've got to get rid of moral hazard. Moral hazard is the notion that there's no consequence to risk-taking in bad decisions, uh, that you get bailed out or whatever. It's an economics term. You know the moral hazard here is established that you just think because if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, elect a guy who hides in his basement and, and says stupid things, which he said a lot of dumb things during the campaign. Uh, I know it was a, it was a race sometimes between him and Trump saying crazy stuff, but Trump just said stuff that was crazy. His policies weren't crazy. Joe Biden actually embraced crazy policies, all Bernie Sanders stuff green new deal put the oil companies out of business i mean we can go down the list if you're going to vote for Open something like that you deserve this now does that mean i, I i'm some am some sort of sadist I want to see people suffer of course not but you know that's how this works you know you you vote for something this crazy you get the you get the um the uh, the result you learn from the result which is harsh and then you elect different people. And I think, you know, we were at that dinner, John, last night with Cudlow and everybody. And, you know, Larry made a good point. I mean, run on common sense. Absolutely. If you run on common sense, and I think maybe that's what people need to hear, more common sense. It's not about
2: being a Democrat, not about being a Republican. Right. It's being an American and, and being loyal sense. to and common sense. Be loyal to America, to, to the United States, and have some common sense, and and we will prevail.
0: I mean, we had a, okay, you know, we had a, there's, there was obviously a problem in Minneapolis. We could use more police training to handle that and to weed out bad Absolutely. Dollars. Okay? That doesn't mean you defund the police. That lacks common sense. You have the do That's party, part of the they, art, just the art of, what do you call it? Like
2: it? The art of war. The art of war. The art Zou. of war. Sun Tzu. Yeah. Thank I mean, you, Charlie Gasparino, and we'll be catching up with you again real soon, and my pleasure, uh, have man. a great 4th of July.
0: Thank you, my friend.
2: Thank you.
1: Keep it right here. And Cats at Night, we're going to be talking about how we're going to get New York back. Oh, well, it's open, but we got to get the tourists all back. Dr. Mark Siegel also has some breaking news information on the medical front. Keep and it- we'll be
2: talking about uh, what happened in the Supreme Court today among the people in this office.
1: Absolutely. In the studio. Keep it right here. Cats at Night.